Welcome everybody to The Lawyer Show. I am your lawyer, Jeremy Rosenthal, and we're back for 2021, uh, back by popular demand because absolutely, positively nothing interesting has happened in the months of November and December or January so far on social media or in America or anything like that. And so because people crave to hear lawyers' inner thoughts, lawyers' inner complaints, lawyers dreams uh, dare I say I don't mean this the wrong way lawyer fantasies because lawyers we certainly have our our dreams and things that we kind of think of and and and, and plot over and things that that, that we really want to do you know maybe yell at juries or judges or opposing counsel or, or not not my clients but um, but anyway so that that's what that's what the lawyer show is about it's for lawyers uh, non-lawyers it's for America it's for everybody and we're back for 2021 and so uh, again I'm Jeremy Rosenthal your lawyer I do criminal law criminal defense we're the good guys uh, that's obvious and today my guest is Mark McCraw one of my favorite lawyers on the planet uh, uh, and I'll I'll let Mark introduce himself here in a minute but just a, some brief things about Mark Mark does an area of law, uh, he does probate law, and he does a lot of litigation, so he does a lot of courtroom work as well. And uh, Mark is the kind of lawyer that you go to when somebody in your family dies, uh, and you need to get their will through the courts, and you need all the property distributed. And, and Mark's also the lawyer that you go to when another SOB in your family has inherited what ought to be yours, because Mark's gonna go get that for you too. But uh, anyway, Mark, Mark McCraw, uh, introduce yourself to J.P. Cathy and the Crew Nation. Yes, thank you. My name is Mark McCraw. I am in McKinney, Texas. Uh, we primarily practice here in Collin County, uh, the North Texas area. However, we do take some cases statewide depending on the facts and circumstances of the case. And have you, you are, we'll talk about your McKinney ties here in a little bit, but um, what other types of, so, so basically, anything that has to do with death and anything that has to do with death in a courtroom particularly would be something in your sphere? Yes, uh, mainly those are the types of cases that, uh, that we handle. A lot of these are referred by other attorneys. Um, however, we also deal with certain planning. You know, for example, uh, the way you set up your bank account is important. You can save uh, a lot of time if your bank account is set up in a way which you can pass to your children, for example, if that's your goal. But, 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 but yes, we do some planning aspects as well. Um, additionally, certain times uh, we may come into a case as local counsel or take other types of cases if they interest us. Um, mm -hmm. Now, now you look like you're about 30, but you've been practicing law a little longer. Yes, I. Uh, I was thinking about that this morning. Maybe 25. It's, it's terrible, yes. I've been out, I've been practicing for about 25 years now, and I, I can't believe it's been that long. Um, I came back to McKinney in 1994 uh, and started practicing here in McKinney. I think we had maybe maybe six total courts between the district courts and the county courts of law, and I think maybe one we probably got double that is a good, good estimate. And your law firm your law firm was right across from the probate court and the county court of law when it was an old hospital. Right. Uh, off of 380. Now you have amazing access to 
inexpensive racks of ribs and other bargains. Right. Yes, we still uh, we still have the the older uh, building. In fact, the building was uh, built in the early 1900s. Uh, Bill Smith's Cafe on Highway 380 uh, has been there. I guess it's been in McKinney since the 1950s. But his family originally had built that older house over there. And a few years back, they called and, and said, "Hey, we, we want to have a few family members stop by." So I met him up there on a Sunday afternoon. They had about 85 people from their family came in by the tour through the older house. So we still uh, have that house, but we also have an office in Craig Ranch now uh, because it's easier for Well, that's right. You, for I us, can, that's uh, right. Okay. Just for, I knew that. My, uh, my law partners, Brian Gant and Brian Gant, are there also. And most of our staff is out uh, west. So as far as uh, dealing with the normal child care type issues mm -hmm. and kids in school and activities and, and, and work issues, it's easier for everybody out here. But we still meet people at the other offices as well. But yes, when we got that uh, building years ago, it's probably in 99 or so, they still had the old hospital there. They converted it to a courts building. Because so, all the lawyers put all the doctors out of work, let's be clear. <laughs> right, so many times we'd have lawyers come in, they'd be in some type of trial and they'd walk across the street to use either our conference room or video room or whatever else is but for us it was wonderful having that access just to walk across the street I'm sure and I'm sure I'm sure that was uh, I'm sure that I, I'm sure I, I'm guilty of that as well because uh, you guys Probably were right there and, and so so everybody knows this um, McKinney has had a whole bunch of courthouses over the years there's the main downtown courthouse which is now McKinney Performing Arts Center uh, a, a performing arts venue uh, that's still a historical landmark they built another courthouse on McDonald Street, which yep. has since been torn down. Right, that was 1979. We built that one. Okay, right. and uh, it was a, uh, and you may not know this, but you know, I have my McKinney downtown right. ties, and, and, and there's, actually, believe it or not, there's actually architecture preservationalists that wanted to keep the old, the, 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 the McDonald Street courthouse because it reflected a style called brutalism. Have you ever heard of it? I've never heard of it. No. Okay. A uh, county judge at the time, Keith Self, said that the old courthouse looked like a Soviet apartment complex. That's what brutalism is, you know? Uh, anybody who's from Plano, Plano Senior High, uh, is, I grew up not far from there, but that's brutalism, you know, just kind of, just, we're just gonna throw up a whole ton of concrete. Anyway, so that one came down, um, and and actually before that came down, they opened up, they, they converted the hospital, which was on 380 and... 380 and Waddle Street. Is Waddle Street, the, yes, um, that was right there, and they converted that into a courthouse, and that's that's the courthouse where, you're, where, where one of your offices is. Right. And it's now a Winco. That's correct, yeah, Winco, and they brought in maybe uh, a couple of other Fast food restaurants, I think. Okay. And Express. Well. Right. Yeah. Very good. Yes. Okay. Yes. I enjoy. We. And my daughter has a hard time believing when we're in the we're in the Winco parking lot that this is where I used to try cases. This is where I, I used to be a lawyer right here. Um, but yeah. I, and and before the courthouse really had a lot of. I mean, I, I remember not to not to throw not to name names here, but I forget. Was it Judge White that didn't want to have security? courthouse I cannot remember um, I don't remember okay or well, you do remember but you don't want to No, I, I know that uh, for years there wasn't any type of security and then I guess with all the 9-11 uh, mm -hmm. you know, 
tragedies, um, finally got some security up there. And I think at that courthouse it took for a while. It didn't take a while at that particular building. I seem to remember that that you could walk right from County right, Court at Law Number Five, twelve feet into your office. Right. Yeah. It was just you didn't have to walk in the main door. You didn't and have all to the go right. Is this was probably it was a side door. Right. I can't remember what year that was, but yeah, that's right. Every every door was open there for a while. Very, very convenient, you know, very convenient for your clients. And that's where the probate court was too. Right. On that wing. And so that that's kind of your bailiwick. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, that, that, uh, that wing, that was the, uh, let's see, the south wing of that hospital. And it used to be a Holland Memorial Hospital. And I was born in 1968 in that particular hospital on that same south wing. And all of my siblings were, a lot of other people beginning were. So for, I don't know how many years that hospital was there, but I would say probably 20 or 30 years, 40 years maybe. Is that, uh, it, it, I, I've had clients who have uh, told me that, who, who've said, you know, I was born here. Right. We've had jurors who would say uh, that, that, um, that, they're, that, they're, uh, that they were born there as well. And so, um, and then that got closed down 12, 13? I guess I can't remember. Yeah, man, somewhere in there. And then, okay. But anyway, so now we're we're just we're just talking. But that's what the lawyer show is about, you know. The lawyer show is about we're in the middle of trial. This witness has really pissed me off. I need a cup of coffee. Mark's office is twenty feet that way. That's where I'm going, right? Yeah, and it was it was fun and interesting because back then uh, things were more laid back. It seemed like you know, and you'd have uh, we'd have lawyers sometimes would show up. We didn't know it all. Uh, yeah, it was a good break. It was fun for us. Right, and and it probably didn't hurt to either when your opposing counsel, right, who may not be from McKinney or Collin County, they look out and they see your office right across the street there, and they're like, oh, no. Well, yeah, you say that, but at the same time, I think uh, I think the county and lawyers most of the time are trying to help each other in, in, in the, the non-contested type issues, you know, and obviously sometimes people get crossways on things, but... Um, but yeah, it was nice having having that there. And sometimes if we had uh, a mediation to try to get cases settled, if you got a case settled, you could walk across the street to the judge right then. Yeah. And if the judge wasn't in the middle of a trial, or if you wanted to wait, you could uh, get in front of the judge and have the judge approve the settlement. And we did all that stuff right then. That happened. And it's also before e-filing. Right. So, so if you had to have something filed, you just run right across the street and file it? Absolutely. And, and sometimes um, there, there'd be a a semi-urgent matter, say that there's a deadline that, that happened on that particular day and a person calls and says, hey, we've got a deadline today, or we figure out there's a deadline today, and they could come in, you walk across the street and get it filed. Um, but now, yes, with e-filing, uh, I like e-filing better now, you know, because a lot of times you can file things uh, at nighttime if you need to, and provided all the systems are working correctly, you know, it's really easy to access information if you need to. Yeah, the e-filing is definitely a, um, it's a double-edged sword. Uh, so, so everybody at home watching uh, kind of gets a, a good picture of this. Um, and you're watching JP, Kathy, and the Crew Net, uh, Network. You can watch JP, Kathy, and the Crew on Monday, Wednesday, Friday uh, between 7.30 and 9. Uh, you're watching The Lawyer Show. We're on between noon and 1 on Thursdays. Um, so e-filing, basically what happens is, any, so we'll take a probate case, right? uh, just so everybody at home understands if, if they don't already. You take a probate case, 
there are certain documents that the court has to have that the court has to review. And so you have to file those documents. They could be, the it's gonna be the will or if there is no will, why there is no will. And, and you're gonna have legal pleadings that the lawyers draft and, and those are gonna be for the most part public records. But the way that, that this was always done was you, you have to take them to the courthouse and you give them to the clerk whose job it is and, and it's their office's job to keep all these records and they take it and they, they file mark it, they, they put it in a punch machine and then they and then they put it in a folder. And, um, and, and, and that, that's how that would be done. Now, and, and, and logistically, it could be a bit of an issue. Um, when I had an office in Plano, if I am on my way home from a long morning of court and I had one thing to file or, or five things to file and I forgot one of them, I'd have to get in the car and go all the way back and park again and, and, and go in there and file it again. Or if you're under a deadline, you have to do it. Now what we do is we go through an online portal and we, we do what's called e-filing, which is electronic filing, um, which takes a lot of the, uh, it, 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 it's easier in that regard, but it's harder because when you're, when you're standing there with the clerk, the clerk can, the, the, it's friendly. Right. And not that the clerks aren't friendly. Nah, right. sometimes they're not friendly. But it, and it helps with the relationship, knowing yes. people at the courthouse also, and that's, that's helpful. Um, you, know, you get a, your file back, mark copy back immediately to know mm -hmm. it's been filed. You can tell your client, look, I know for sure it's been filed. You know, here's right. the document. And, and, and you can take the file and walk down the hallway and see the judge. Right. If that's what you need to do. And, and so there's a lot of ease and convenience. And now what we get is when we e-file something, we get something, we get, the, we get the clerk who says, this is wrong. And then we get into it with the clerk because a lot of the, a lot of the rules they make up, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it, are made up on the spot um, because, well, I've never seen this before. And so I just, I don't know what's wrong. I just know that, that it's gotta be wrong. So we're gonna send it back to you. And it, it, it's difficult and, and we don't I know. can criticize people well, on this show, Mark. You may not be able to. Uh, well, I, I, uh, I guess I can do some criticism too, but mainly let's it's have direct, it. direct at myself. But but the uh, but it's it's difficult because when we have certain rules that we're supposed to file things, and they may be different in different counties, mm -hmm. uh, obviously. And then when the clerks get something in, they're looking at their list, and maybe it gets kicked back for some some reason, and maybe it's something they know or something they don't know. But the good thing is currently that if you submit it for filing then the court is supposed to look at that document as if it, it got filed on that particular date yes even if it gets kicked back for whatever reason and they don't accept it so that's the, the benefit but um, but I'd rather be able to have the file mark document tell my client yeah. yes we got it filed today and we can check that off our list and, or if we need to go see the judge right then to be right and no, no, nobody likes having their paper graded and, and, and sent back where they're wrong and, and I guess kind of some of our frustrations, some of where, where we get into it sometimes with the clerks, is if the clerks say something to the effect of, and I've had them, ha I've had them do this before, well, the judge can't order that. And I'm like, well, thanks, lawyer. Thanks, opposing counsel. I got an idea. Let's let the judge decide. You just mark the thing. And, and, then, and, then, and then we'll put it in there, and then the judge will decide this, because really you're, 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 you're making a substantive comment here. And that's the judge is the one, and you may be right. The judge may agree with you know with you on, right. on this, but that's the judge's call, not yours. Your job is to make sure it comports with the form, you know, and 
all, all the other things that, 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 that you have to have to keep an orderly file and to keep the 8 million, and, and their job is hard too, the 8 million documents that they have. Right, I couldn't, yes, I'm, yeah, they've gotten a lot of things coming at them. And it used to be, and, and again, uh, I've been out 25 years now, it doesn't seem like that, but, but in a court file, if you're filing something with the county clerk, you could file anything. You know, you could file anything that you wanted to file, the clerk would stamp it and put it in the file. And then I, it may have been 10 or 15 years ago, I think that people were filing fraudulent documents in the land records. So the legislature yeah. said, hey, we need to try to, how do we fix this this issue? So they started setting up rules where the, the clerks would have more checklists, I guess, of things to look out for coming in. Um, and um, I don't know exactly how all that happens on their end. Uh -huh. and I'm sure they probably have their own uh, rules they're trying to comply with it. But yes, we're always, you always try to get to file the right way, and sometimes it doesn't get filed the correct way for whatever reason. It's it's get back to people. You've distracted me on some of these interesting topics now, Mark. Um, but I want to talk more about you. I want to right. talk more about probate. Um, tell what is probate. So probate is that if you I'm up, kidding, you it, didn't distract me. That no, that came fine, off that fine. came off rudely and and not at all. Um, if a person passes away. In Texas, um, a person most of the time has an estate. That would be any property you own, whether it's your phone or it could be uh, your vehicle, house, bank accounts, things like that. And the purpose of wills and the purpose of probate is so that the person can pass the property down to who, uh, who they want to pass it down to. It can be their family members. It can be other entities. And additionally, if they have debts, to get those debts paid so that you can have an orderly uh, transition so that uh, the property passes the way in which the person wants it to pass. Um, sometimes people do that by wills. You can have a will, and wills can be very simple or they can be very complicated depending on the person's need. But you can also have certain assets pass outside of probate. Okay, okay, guys, I'm going to ask you to pause your thought one second. We are going to take a quick pause and uh, reset the stream. So take two, two seconds here. I'm going to reset this. Okay. Okay. We, we broke the internet. This was That's so right. amazing. That's funny. Are we off right now? Okay. You guys can now uh, start talking about probate again. Oh, okay. Wonderful. So, so sometimes a person will have a will and, and, uh, you'd have to probate that will. You have to get the judge to state that that will is valid. And there are certain rate, uh, time periods related to that. But also, sometimes you can pass your assets like you would with a life insurance policy. And you name a beneficiary on your life insurance policy or an IRA or some other type of, of an account like that. It's very important with uh, IRAs, 401ks that are pre-tax accounts for the most part to have a named beneficiary. It's extremely important to do that. And the goal uh, is so that a person will be able to make a decision and actually have that work to have it be effective. Um, that's the goal of the planning part of it. Where uh, I get involved in a lot of times is where something has gone wrong somewhere. Either uh, either the person didn't execute the document correctly or, or for whatever reason people are in are litigating or they're in court on that particular issue. And um, from a planning perspective, um, I think it's really important if a person has enough uh, 
money to own a house, uh, to, to own other assets, to spend a little bit of money and talk with the lawyer. And it may be that you call a lawyer and get a free consultation, or maybe it's $200, $300, and have the lawyer spend an hour to say, look, you know, go to the bank and set up your bank accounts in this way so that you'd never have to probate a will. And even with that, you know, sometimes uh, documents get lost and things and makes it makes it more difficult. But that's generally what we try to do is help families preserve assets, protect assets. And a lot of the cases are referred to us by other lawyers. And, and um, when I first got back to Collin County, there are a lot of lawyers that did all types of law. And, and it's continuously gotten um, more specialized to where if you do one particular area uh, that, that uh, you have a client or a family that you've dealt with for 20 years and they call you and maybe they've got a criminal issue or maybe they've got a family issue and then you call the lawyers that you know and trust in those, those particular areas. Well, you, you've, you, you probated my grandmother's will. Yes. So, yes. Uh, and, and my recommendation to J.P., Kathy, and the Crew Nation and anybody watching is that if you see Mark and you have to hire Mark, Pay whatever he tells you, no matter if it's uncomfortably high, um, if it makes you kind of do this. Mark is worth every nickel. I I tease about that, but in reality, um, it, it it can be a very complex thing, and it can be. And 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 you're you're dealing with what 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 I've explained to people because I get you know as lawyers we get asked cocktail party questions all the time on areas that we don't practice in. You've probably been asked about do I take the breath test. Um, right. And I I get asked about That's a, a DWI referral. I mean DWI reference, right? If person gets stopped, right? See, exactly. Right. See, yeah. there you go. There you go. Right. Yeah. Uh, should I take the breath test? And and I get asked questions about, um, well, my my grandma just died, or or my 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 spouse of fifty years just died. How do I manage? You know, how do we? Wh- what do we do with the bank account? How how do we do that type of stuff? And so, so uh, the way I've explained it, if I get asked before I send them to you. Um, the way I the way I, I explain it is I say look you know you you've got depending on now there's things you can do ahead of time right right absolutely um, but in but if you think about it how do we transfer the title of a car how do we transfer the title of a house how do we make a bank feel okay about changing who can take money Correct. out of it that's right right and and so that's where the court's power comes into play. That's where a bank is going to feel really good about what we call a, a, testam- a letter testamentary. Right, letters testamentary. Yes, you that's know? the authority that gives the person the ability to to, uh, to access that bank account. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so it, it and basically, I mean, and it, it's one thing. I mean, there's property in there. And, and tell me if I'm wrong, because this is right. just this is my 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 two cents. Um, because I slept through estates and probate in law school paid for the class that's right. all the got school the credit and i got yeah and i passed it i think <laughs> but uh but anyway uh but there there's property and there's property right there there's grandpa's tools and right. then there's grandpa's bank account correct you right. know and and if we want to give away grandpa's tools well I, he always liked you and here you take them i, I mean that's one thing and and probably that's something that that um, is I suppose is permissible to some degree. But what what you have to have help with is how do we change the title of a house, right? Right. Right. Um, and and so am I, am I am I right in looking at it that way? Yes. Yeah. There's property that has a title generally, 
vehicles, bank accounts, uh, land, houses, things like that. And there's some property, like you say, the tools, they don't have a title. Mm -hmm. So, so yes, it's, it's more complicated if a piece of property has a title, but, but fortunately, if a person can spend a, a little bit of upfront time, you can, you can take care of those title issues during the person's lifetime so that, that later you may not ever have to probate a will. And that's the goal to try to be simple, to be, uh, to make sure the property passes the way you want it to pass and, and hopefully uh, not cost much money in getting that accomplished. And so uh, insurance policies, for example, and you were mentioning yes. IRAs and stuff like that, um, because again, I, I remember that there are, because after I left law school and after I started on my own, um, I did do a handful of them. Um, very simple ones, very, very rudimentary ones. But I also seem to remember that you have your probate assets and your non-probate assets. That's right, two different. What's the difference and why should we care? Right, so the, the non-probate assets are contract assets. It's a contract with a bank. I have a contract with the bank and it says, for example, if I, uh, if you have an older gentleman, uh, a grandpa who, who is not married at the time, he's got a contract with the bank, and that contract tells the bank who is going to receive the money when he passes away. And if you don't have a person listed there, then it is going to go into his estate, into the bucket for the will, if there's a will. If there's not a will, then it passes the way it's supposed to pass. But but if a person does some pre-planning, you can have uh, one or more people listed to receive that bank account. Obviously, you'd want to keep a copy of that they used to call it the signature card, you know, the, that shows how that account is going to be passed down. But you'd want to have copies of that so that you know that you're okay on that. Um, and and that's one good way of saving money if you can get it planned right and and uh, keep copies of things. And is part of it uh, because if it's a probate asset, it's going to be listed. Y y okay, so if it's a probate asset, you as the attorney have to list that on your that, inventory. That's correct which is a public document right which tells all of America he has a house worth 350,000 right so and a lot of people uh, obviously with the internet now and public documents people can access things that maybe uh, for privacy reasons you don't want them to access um, so there is a provision now that was passed a few years ago that you can uh, simply file an affidavit as opposed to an inventory but you've got to have certain you got to meet certain criteria and if you don't meet that criteria then Yes, you've got a public document listing out all of the assets that you may not want, want people to to know about. Mm -hmm. And and so and and having a non-probate asset, in other words, perhaps putting a house in a trust. Yes, you can put a house in a you can have a house in a trust. Obviously, you'd want to have a lawyer assist with that because it can affect your. Uh, it, it could possibly affect your property taxes and whether it's homesteaded correctly or not. It could affect uh, a lot of other things. But yes, if it's in a trust, um, people do that sometimes for privacy reasons. Okay. Right. Uh, also, bank uh, 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 insurance policies, like you were saying, that's a contract asset. A absolutely. Yes, and and part of the problem too is you don't want a minor, a child, someone who's under eighteen, to inherit property because they get obnoxious. Well, they absolutely get obnoxious, plus, uh, plus who's going to manage that for them? And, and you may not know uh, today who would be managing that child's property five years from now. Mm -hmm. And it could create other court complications. So 
So that's really important, knowing— And, and you want to be able to take it from them. Uh, yeah, if you need it, right? If you gotta, I mean, if it's worth something. Um, so the—, the, uh, the with kids and minors and things like that, you, you have to be careful on that. And then another area, especially with up in Collin County, and, and we've had phenomenal growth um, up here, but we've also had a lot of, uh, because the divorce rate in America is about 50%, unfortunately, um, you have a lot of uh, hybrid type families um, with say children from a first marriage and things like that. And if a person doesn't have a will, the law automatically deals with that property property differently. So if you could have a house, uh, two spouses could have a house, a spouse could die, and children could have certain rights or not have certain rights, depending on who actually owns the house, you know, which spouse owns the house at the time. So certain things like that, if you can at least uh, be aware of those, uh, talk with a lawyer who knows some of those issues, you can identify it and decide whether it's something you want to address now or, or you know, not address that. And that. so let's let's get let's move topics slightly. Um, you're watching JP Kathy and the Crew Network. Uh, you can watch JP Kathy and the Crew between 7:30 and 9 Monday, Wednesday, Friday. This is the Lawyer Show. We're on between 12 and 1. I'm your lawyer, Jeremy Rosenthal. Uh, my guest today is probate attorney and McKinney Glitterati, Mark McCraw. Uh, let's talk about kids. Uh, and and one of the things that tends to make lawyers a lot of money, um, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on what you do for work, are kids who can't get along. You do will contests. Yes. And that's kind of uh, uh, probably something that's a little more, oh, I don't know. Uh, I, I hesitate to use the word sexy, but, I, I mean, that that's when, when you get will contests, um, people tend to kind of snap to attention and look a little bit more. It's more, uh, you know, HBO movie type stuff and, and, and a lot more dramatic. Talk about will contests, talk about how they arise, um, and talk about how they, how they get resolved. Well, with, uh, with will contests, uh, that's essentially someone has drafted a will, and it could be drafted in their own handwriting or it could be a lawyer-drafted will, and uh, the family members are litigating, they're in court, over whether that will's valid or not. And it could be that it's not valid because maybe you didn't have the proper witness signatures on the will, or maybe uh, everybody didn't uh, see the testator, that's the person that writes the will, actually sign the will, and things like that. So there are certain things that, that come into effect, or it could be that the person um, didn't have mental capacity. That's the ability to, to, to write a will. And the law in Texas and the law in, in, in every state's different on these mm -hmm. issues, uh, so that could be problematic. But the law in Texas is if you are competent, you can sign a will, you can draft a will. So you could be uh, 18 years old or you could be very, very elderly. And as long as you're competent, you've got the right, as you should, to dispose of your own property. And Nobody can tell you how to dispose of your own property, um, so you can have a will uh, that, that does that. And sometimes if a person is feeble or if they've had, uh, maybe they're on medication, maybe they have, uh, have certain mental incapacities, uh, all that can come into play. And unfortunately, it can be very expensive because uh, you may have a lot of medical records that are out there. Uh, persons may want to take depositions to try to, to uh, find out 
what the evidence will be from a particular witness. Uh, you may have expert witnesses come in. Um, and my personal thoughts on all that is that if, if you can foresee something like that coming to hopefully get the person, uh, the, the person who wants to write the will, assuming they're competent to, to uh, sit down to draft up the documents to, to prohibit that from happening, uh, to communicate that with everybody in the family so that everybody knows because it's, it's very unfortunate if a person uh, loses years of their lives in some type of, of contest like that. Um, most lawyers that do probate, that do will contest have been on both sides of the litigation in the past. And I think that's very helpful because it allows them to advise their clients as to what they anticipate will happen, um, you know, based upon what facts come out and hopefully that gets people to resolve uh, that particular case. And, and the, um, I guess it's the beauty, but also the difficulty, whatever the assets uh, are that exist, whether it's uh, you know a small amount of money or, or a huge amount of money, uh, that's, there, there's only so much there. And uh, a lawyer can tell their client that too, and hopefully the, the clients on both sides can make a good decision to try to get it resolved. And that's, that's the goal, to get it worked out to get it resolved and sometimes you can get them resolved and sometimes you can't um, and if you can't get the case resolved then it can be tried you can have a trial to a judge or you can have a trial to a jury on on uh, almost every issue um, and the jury will get to, to look at the evidence and decide and the jury will decide if the wills valid or not valid and a lot of times uh, the that decision means that one party receives 100% of the property or gets zero of, mm. of the property and and the jury can't go back and say we feel bad for you that's right yeah and just like the the uh there are limitations uh, under the law and if a person comes to me and if they have a will that doesn't meet the the standards uh then i as a lawyer or uh, you jeremy or whoever else looks at it will say well that's that's not a valid will it doesn't meet the legal standards and even though it may the effect may be uh, something that we don't like you know, right and, and, and okay, so uh, helping everybody understand this, when somebody comes into your first off, when you're drafting a will, you always want to do, you know, you, you also you always want to make sure that it's lock stock and that you've got all the signatures and that nobody's yes. going to come by and 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 shoot holes in it later, right? Right. But when you're when you're on the will con when when there's a will contest situation, or when somebody comes in to probate a will and they come in and they they give you something that was printed off the internet. And it kind of looks shaky, and you're you're looking at that like, oh dear, this is this has got some problems. It's got some lines drawn on it, and it's got some staple marks on it, and all that good stuff. Um, it is one of your questions to that client: Does everybody love each other here? Absolutely, absolutely. If there if there is a a will that looks like it's got certain problems, yes, you're trying to to figure that out from the very beginning uh, to to. And to determine whether there will be a will contest. And, and the internet and these form wills, sometimes uh, they're great and sometimes they're, they're not. And much like uh, any other uh, thing that has steps, whether it's baking a cake or uh, proving a criminal case or proving up a divorce, if, if all steps aren't complied with, then the will won't be valid. Mm -hmm. And it, it's very, it's, uh, it can be very frustrating, you know, uh, if, if you see a situation like that when you know that had they just taken you know gotten a little bit of help they could have resolved that issue or maybe had they uh 
maybe set up a bank account in a certain way, mm-hmm. you know, uh, been able to resolve it. And and so if, if like if you're if everybody's on the same page, right? If everybody, right. even if the will kind of sucks and and it was a cheap job or or whatever. And, and you're looking at the will thinking, okay, if somebody came along and tried to set this aside, we could have some problems. But that's kind of if everybody loves each other in the family and everybody says, well, yes, this is what we have, and everybody's behind it, the judge still has to follow the law, and the judge doesn't have to accept the will into probate necessarily, but it really, really helps if everybody says, judge, pretty pleased with sugar on top. Yeah, g- generally, and generally speaking, you know, every fact situation is, is different, but generally speaking, um, fortunately in Texas, uh, the courts want to have families resolve things. The courts favor family settlement agreements. And if you have the right persons there, the, the correct persons, then you get a settlement agreement, you get the judge to approve it, and then uh, it's a matter of complying with whatever that agreement was. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, when you do have a will contest, is it, uh, this is my impression, if I'm wrong, tell me, is these are kids you can't get along a lot of the times, this is mom loved me more than you, how dare she give you, from, was it Rain Man, how dare you get the rose bushes, or, 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 or I got the rose bushes and you got the, you got the house. Right, it's, it can be a number of things, but it could be uh, brothers and sisters like that, or it could be, uh, you know, a cousin, that comes in for whatever reason and a lot of times um, you can't anticipate things but most of the time it's not brothers and sisters uh, although that that does occur sometimes Um, most of the time it may be grandkids dealing with an aunt or an uncle or or even sometimes if a person becomes incapacitated it could be uh, the court stepping up and saying well we need to have a lawyer represent this person they can't make decisions on their own and that lawyer decides to get involved, you know, with an estate and, and pursue certain things that the family wouldn't have wanted. But um, but the lawyer is appointed by the court, and the court's given that lawyer certain direction. So um, so it could be a number of things like that. But yes, it's it's someone saying that they didn't think that that it happened the way that it should have happened, uh, which again gets me back to uh, much like with our children. If you've got a, a hard decision to make, if if you are uh, wanting to provide for one child in a different manner than another, you know, may, maybe they need that, 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 uh, those assets for whatever reason, uh, then it's better to get, get with them and tell them. Um, another area that, that can be, that can come up sometimes you have a, uh, a family business, for example, and maybe the parent has, uh, three or four children and one of the children keeps working in the family business. How do you resolve that, that issue? You know, if the business worth a couple million dollars and that one family member is working in the business, but then two of the other children are not. How do you resolve that fairly, and how do you get that that worked out? And that's where that's where you give one of them the rose bushes, right? Absolutely, and it's much easier to do if the if the parent's alive. They can, you know, but mm-hmm. you'd rather have that hard decision within the family right. as opposed to lawyers that don't know the family, that don't know anything, that are trying to protect their client out there. Um, so, in, in a perfect world, if a lawyer drafts a document right and the, the law hasn't changed and people are being reasonable, then uh, different lawyers can look at that and, and, and it, you know, it gets resolved fairly quickly on, on things. Do you find that, um, do, you, do you find with folks that, the, uh, w- one thing that I've always wondered about is I, I feel like the tinkering with the will 
just increases as the person gets closer and closer and closer to to death. And and I, I when I when I first hung a shingle, I, I draft like I said, I, I probated a handful of wills. I drafted a few wills. And the category the, there there was two types of folks who would come and see me: people who just got married. Right. right, and maybe having a baby, and and just kind of in that tor- type of, in that sort of panic. So, you, so, so, so you would say, or people who were, uh, okay, I've had a will for for years and years and years and years, and now I can kind of see the the end here coming, and let's change it, and let's change it again, and let's change it again. Do you find that there's a lot of tinkering towards as as folks get closer to death? I think that there is because— And uh, is it problematic and to what degree? Uh, right, right. Yeah, the great questions. Uh, yes, I think it, a lot of times we tend to procrastinate. You know, who wants to go uh, take the time or spend the money or draft a will? You know, it's something that's not on on, on the forefront of anything. So, so yes, as people uh, start thinking about, uh, you know, that possibility, uh, then they start thinking about, well, how do I deal—you know, how do I, how do I pass my property down? Um, so— and they may tinker with it more than that. But also, if um, sometimes people may get mad, you know, grandpa may get mad at a grandson and want to change the will, and then he may want to change it later, you know, after that. And and that can be problematic because if a person has had the same will for 30 years and then all of a sudden they change it three times in the last year or two of their of their lives, is it because that's something they wanted to do, or is it, or is it uh, a decision that was made because someone had influenced them to do that? And and that's a starting to be a big problem. You know, in the last say 20 or 30 years, you've seen a lot more of that. That comes into a lot of our cases, whether it's uh, overt undue influence or if it's something that's more subtle. Um, and there are cases, uh, will probate cases that we have ongoing now, and I've had uh, a lot in the past related to undue influence type types of uh, claims on on both ends of it. Um, and, and it's difficult because there may be medical records where a person's confused at a certain time period. You know, maybe they're on medication. Uh, maybe it's the type of confusion to where they're confused all the time for a three-year time period, or maybe it's just limited to a two-week time period. And how do the lawyers know? They, they don't mm-hmm. know, you know? And you could have uh, good clients on both sides and good lawyers just trying to, to prove what's what's true and what's accurate. Um, and and uh, again, if you can can deal with that while the person's still alive and try to get it resolved. And we've had cases that have been resolved uh, even before a person passed away. If, say, a, a, a parent's in, incompetent and they know the will c- contest is coming, um, but if you can get everybody together to get it resolved, you can get that done. You're watching J.P. Kathy and the Crew Network. Uh, you can watch J.P. Kathy and the Crew between 7.30 and 9, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. This is The Lawyer Show. I'm Jeremy Rosenthal. Uh, my guest today is Mark McCraw. You can watch the lawyer show between noon and one on Thursdays. Uh, Mark, talk about how COVID has impacted uh, your practice. We've uh, we've seen, uh, or I guess we've had an, an uptick in cases related to to some COVID deaths, un- unfortunately. Um, additionally, our office, like other law offices, other businesses, uh, we've changed how we do things within the office as far as staff and and. Uh, how often different lawyers are in the building uh, wearing masks and things like that, trying to, to make sure that it, that everybody's safe. Um, a lot of court hearings now are, are through the Internet, uh, and whether it's uh, in the probate world or family law cases or civil cases, um, the mediations that we've had have been through the Internet also, um, and it has its, its pluses and minuses, obviously. Um, 
I haven't had any jury trials uh, through through uh, the internet as opposed to being in person, but I know that certain courts are doing those and they're trying to, to keep the system moving uh, with that. Um, as far as documents being signed, we've had more people calling in saying, yes, I, I need a will or I need some estate planning documents, but in Texas, you, you can't have wills that are signed electronically still. You can have will, a will has to be uh, signed with a, a pen or a pencil and it has to be the original will. The law is different for copies versus originals and it would be hard for the court to know whether it was a copy or an original, you know, and, and the legislature may deal with that this issue. I'm not, I mean, this, this go around, I'm not sure. Can I tell you a quick yes. war story? Yes. One of the handful of, of probate cases that I had, uh, there was a former Dallas probate judge who you'll probably recognize. I, I forgot the man's name, but the minute I start telling you the story, we'll, you, you will probably yes. deduce who it is. Um, but uh, I was helping a, a, a client probate a will, and uh, very simple stuff. Uh, her, you know, it was a it was a spouse who had passed away, and we took a will up to the judge. We filed it, and then the judge spends about five minutes doing this, looking at the paper back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and he says the judge he says this court rules that this is a photocopy. And my, my client went bananas because her, her husband had signed it before her, before she had, you know, b right, before right. he had passed. And, and she goes bananas, and I'm trying to hold her. I'm trying to <laughs> keep her. I'm like, no, 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 you know. And, 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 so the, and, and at that point, so it, as, as I learned at that time, what you have to do, right, and I'm guessing it's still the same, is you have to prove, if, the, if it's a photocopy, you have to prove up why you lost the will. Right, yeah, and there, there are certain elements you've got to prove up and that the, the will was in existence when the person passed away. That's and right. Certain things like that, or maybe maybe why, you know, if there's a house fire or whatever the issue is, yes, but because uh, just like a person can sign a will anytime they want to, they can also destroy a will. You know, if a, if a person's competent, uh, they can tear up a will. So mm -hmm. so how does, how does the judge know? Right, right yeah, so, and, the, and, and it was funny because at that point, I, ha I went right. back and I looked at it, and I was like, I've got it, and I'm telling my client, I'm like, you have to sign an <laughs> affidavit that says why you lost the thing, and, and so, of course, that, of course, she's going nuts about that, and I'm like, I'm not going to have you sign an affidavit that says that's not true. Right, no, you yeah, know, yeah we can't, absolutely. We can't, we can't do that, gotta, um, right. and I think one of the court clerks, uh, or, or the, one of the judge's assistants, who's a, who was a lawyer, called us up, and, and I think they kind of knew that the judge was a little sort of nutty he, he said all right you know here's what here's here's how you ought to do this and he, and he said do this do this do this do this and we, we got it all worked out and it was all and it was all fine and it was all proved up um but man what a headache that was well, uh, and, and and uh because i get stuck in the weeds on the on those types of things i've had cases where someone has destroyed you know an original will and then someone has the copy of it and you're mm -hmm. and, and what did the person what was their in, real intent so there's a reason behind that even though as a lawyer it's frustrating if you've got a simple case you know where all the property's passing to the spouse anyway well and that's know, so. why that's why if, if folks are uh who've had wills done before in the past th there's always language in them that says i revoke any prior that's right that's right. so or that's, that's standard so, most of the time yeah right. that's that's so an old will doesn't make it to the courthouse on accident R right or if it, it does that you can s clearly see you know well Back in 1987, I revoked anything that happened in 1973, right? Right, right. 
And it's odd that there could be one, and I guess it's like a criminal case too, or some other family case, there could be one thing that's that's wrong in the will and it causes a bunch of problems, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk a little about, if, if it's okay with you, so you, you are, I, I described you in my in, on Facebook as McKinney Glitterati. Um, so you, you are definitely old guard McKinney, and I have met very few people in McKinney that aren't related to you somehow. Um, so you, you, you're from McKinney. Right, right. Okay. Uh, there have been a judge or seven that have also been named McCraw, right? Uh, your dad was a sitting judge for, for a long, long time in Collin County. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talk about it. Uh, I, I used to love practicing in front of him. Um, and he he's, hasn't visited in a long time. Right. Yeah. He doesn't. The, yeah. He hasn't visited in a while. Okay. Um, and and I used to love I used to love the stories. I used to love the um, j- just uh, just just to just to practice. You know, and, and, and try cases in front of him was always just a lot of fun. Did you get a lot of stories growing up? I did uh, not a lot. Uh, What's it like growing up with the dad as a judge? That, 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 that's a good question. I remember. Um, I do remember as a child when he. When he got appointed judge, this was probably in 1977. Um, all of a sudden, he didn't seem like he was working as much. You know, he, he wasn't working weekends and things like like that. Um, and I di- I distinctly remember that. Um, but then now, um, and and currently, my wife is a judge, and and it seems like she works more than most lawyers I know. It's 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 crazy, but they're. What are you trying it, to say about your dad? Is he uh, no, watching he, this? I don't know, <laughs> but but um, but. Back then, and yes, McKinney was a small town. Everybody knew each other. Uh, everybody, uh, you'd see each, everybody at the football game, you know, high school football game, or, or the uh, you know fifth grade boys club basketball or baseball. Uh, and and um, yeah, it was a very nice small little town. Um, the uh, it's very safe. Um, I know that we in the summer times you'd go out to, to play and you'd be out all day, you know, and come come back at nighttime. Um, it was, yeah, it was a wonderful place to grow up. I, I didn't intend to come back to McKinney, but it was growing so fast mm-hmm. back in the 90s. Um, and the growth has been wonderful. It's a, it's a great place to raise a family. The schools are wonderful. Uh, the, the, the kids don't get bored with, with things. I think that our, our city is very safe, you know, a wonderful uh, police department. I think that, that the, the county has done good as far as trying to manage the growth, even though it's a very difficult thing to do. And I think that our, our courts, and I, I think we still have a wonderful bar, you know, as far as the lawyers go. I, I think that, that lawyers uh, uh, try to get along with each other. And, and if a, for the most part, if a lawyer tells you something, that's, you know, that, that's what's going to happen. And, and the judges try to move the cases through, you know. So it's been a wonderful place to practice. Um, the, uh, but it was, it was just, to me, it still seems like a small, just a normal town, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and. But I rarely see people uh, that I grew up with, you know, uh, from McKinney. I'll, I'll see people, uh, you know, at a funeral, obviously, uh, the Turntine families from McKinney, if I'm at a, a funeral there, or if I go get my tires done, you know, over at Thomas and Tire on, on Highway 5. And and it was funny, uh, maybe probably five years ago, I go in to get my tires done on a Saturday morning, and the sheriff, you know, Terry Box was sheriff back then, was sitting behind the, behind the counter, you know, and different McKinney people were coming in. But it used to be like that at the courthouse too. You, all the lawyers knew each other. Um, it's it's grown a lot since then, uh, but but it still seems kind of like a more of a community oriented uh, practice, I, I would say, for the most part. 
Is that why you went to law school? Did you feel preordained or that you had to or uh, no, not or or was Judge Mo was he mean and did he and you can say it here. This is a safe uh, place. I, I, yeah. Did he did he hold your feet to the fire and say this is what I, you're doing? I wish that I could say that he was mean, but he said he said you you've got to get a job, you know? <laughs> and and you've got to work and, and uh I was uh I was in law school in the I guess in the 90s and the stock market had crashed at some point at that time period and and the economy wasn't wasn't great, you know, so a lot of people were staying in school. And I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do, but I, I got in school down there and I enjoyed the estates classes I took. I enjoyed the probate uh, classes. And then I got out and different lawyers started sending cases, you know, and, and, and I started really enjoying that. Um, and for a while, I think we had uh, Judge Lewis and, and Judge Barry were the, the judges that handled probate and they split that docket. And then Judge Copeland, uh, they they started a statutory probate court. And that's a different type of court. Mm-hmm. You know, some smaller counties still have county courts of law that do those ca- those courts. But um, but he took over maybe 15 years ago or so. And I love Judge Copeland, Copeland too. Uh, he has a standing invitation <laughs> to pick a jury of mine when he gets off the bench. Because Judge Copeland, when you're a prosecutor and you're just wandering to the vending machine— on a Wednesday afternoon, Judge Copeland will tackle you, and <laughs> y- you'll, you'll sit there, and he will tell you a lot of his views of criminal justice, which, y- you know, again, and, and I've always had this invitation open to him, I, and I, I, every now and again I see him. He's grown a mullet. Have you seen that? I haven't. I thought he I, has. I, I think he has. I've seen him uh, through the, you know, with the Internet court okay. cases, but I haven't been down and I have told him, I said, when you're when you're done, you're picking my jury because you talk such a big game <laughs> about about all the how you would practice criminal law if you were a lawyer. You're you're picking a jury with me, and and so he doesn't. I think he knows that that's going to be something that he's going to be required to do. I may go to I may go to a different judge if you happen to know one that that maybe maybe we have him appointed on something to where right. he to where he can't really say things like no, I don't think so. Well, yeah, and I assume, and and I guess a lot of judges will sit as a retired judge, but if he doesn't doesn't do that, if and he continues to practice mm-hmm. as a lawyer, yeah, that'd be that would be. I'd be like, all right, here we go. You, you <laughs> thought this was so easy. Here you go. Why don't Why don't you try? No, I love Judge Copeland to death. Uh, he he puts more butter on on a potato than any human I've ever seen too. Well, he 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 cares. You know, he's, he he yes. and, and you want that with judges. You want judges that that that. Uh, that care about people and and follow the law, obviously, mm-hmm. and and I think that we've got a great uh, judiciary up up here, and, and um, and not and not to say that others aren't, and maybe it's just that I know that uh, I feel like that uh, that I've seen the judges that, and you have too, you know, mm-hmm. different different places. Feel like that that we know that they're gonna follow the law if we can get the law to them, you know. Well, and, well yeah, and, and one great thing, and not to cut you off, one great thing about Judge Copeland. Uh, it, which I really think is a godsend. I, I, I don't. I, I think that people in Collin County don't understand how lucky they are, for the reason that. And, and it threw me when I was a prosecutor too. When I would walk into his courtroom because it was right across from the other one. Right. He would never sit up on the bench. He has. He sits it down at counsel table with everybody, and 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 it's very much. And and maybe it should or shouldn't be, but it was very collaborative. It is. How do we solve this problem? Okay, here, show me the will. Here's where it says okay, and 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 he he sits there and 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 really, in a way to try to help folks save money, grieve their loss, 
protect their assets, protect their property. All the and, and these things are not mutually exclusive with following the law because he's he's doing that too. But it's so much friendlier than this will is a photocopy, right? Right, and and he, uh, I don't know if it's related to COVID or, but I think he may have started this even beforehand. But a lot of times now he's he's up on the bench. But yes, his mindset is like the pie is only so big. You're, you know, how much time? Because these are expensive cases, and and plus, if lawyers can get the things worked out, you'd rather have them worked out, and and that's that's very helpful mm-hmm. uh but 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 yes his main goal is to follow the law to 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 rule based upon what the facts and the evidence are but if there's a way to get the parties uh through their lawyers kind of on the, in the same mindset of, of is this do we want to spend you know twenty thousand dollars fighting over a five thousand dollar issue or can y'all go get that resolved today exactly I think that's going to wrap it up for this edition of The Lawyer Show. Uh, probably by now this video has gone viral several times over. <laughs> We're probably up to two or three million views or so, maybe maybe more. I don't know. But thank you, everybody, for joining me today. Thank you for, for joining Mark as well. My guest so today, Mark McCraw, uh, probate lawyer extraordinaire. And we will see everybody next week. Thank you.